Who the fuck told you you was nice, homie? Fuck out of here. Uh. This shit is by Suda Trash. Homie, you got shot. You was never a shooter. Never. I'm in the mirror, narcissist, Lex Luger, in my 94 rugby, looking like Grand Pooba. Wifey like Mary J with the bucket though. I wake up every morning like fuck it though. Bitch, you ain't Beyonce, and your homegirls don't really fuck with you. You out here like Latoya Luckett, ho. Bum rappers wanna twist up faces. I'll collapse their cheekbone, and I'll punch through braces. All that lean got you waking up dope sick. Go to rehab, I'll hit your girl with the dope dick. I'm a G though. Niggas be frontin', not me though. Uh-uh. These bars will knock the confidence out of your ego. Olaf. Won't feature me cause they scared of the goon. And when I freestyle and knock the fucking air out the room, boom. Your SoundCloud is garbage. One follower. Your mixtape is garbage. Pass that, let me break up this weed. Your Instagram is garbage. Delete that. The link in your bio is garbage. Fuck out of Everybody you rhyme with is garbage. Garbage. Nigga, your whole block is garbage. And pussy. Nine on me, nigga. Give up your wallet. Ain't no conspiracy. Alright, welcome back. This is episode 44 of We Going In Presents. What you just heard was the single off of Nems' album Gorilla Monsoon that was garbage. And that was produced by Jazz Soon, who handled all of the production on the project. We talk about the album, Gorilla Monsoon, obviously, and how it wasn't even supposed to be a real album like that and how it just organically turned into one. We also touch on Nems' sobriety, which he talks about a lot throughout his music, especially on Gorilla Monsoon, the tragic passing of his cousins over the summer, his merch game, and more. And because this interview is so dope and so in-depth, what we're doing is breaking it into two parts. So you'll get a part today, and then next week, check back for the next part. After the interview, of course, hit up the links. Go check out Nems' music, stream it, Gorilla Monsoon. If you haven't already, go back to Skinny Nems and all the other Nems projects out there on streaming. Hit up my books. Those links are on wegoingin.com. And make sure you subscribe and check back for part two next week. And because of how Nems and I were just catching up on the phone, what ended up happening was we accidentally started the interview because we were talking about Token of My Affection, the last cut off of Gorilla Monsoon. And the answer Nems gave was so in-depth that it didn't make sense to leave it out of the interview. So we kind of just started the interview in an impromptu kind of way, but it works perfectly. So when we cut in, you're going to hear Nems talking about Token of My Affection. You know, yeah, you that's might... one of my favorites, man. I think that I think talking about my affection is like slept on for the fact that it's the last song on the album. So some people, you know, some people, if you, if you like me, I like sometimes I go in the car and I just play the album from the beginning, and by the end of my ride, I haven't gotten to the end of the fucking album, so you don't get to hear that one as much. But that one is um, is is kind of personal to me because my whole career, I was joking and, and 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 rape was a joke to me you know what i'm saying because I, it, it wasn't like directly in my face so i didn't see the pain that it caused but then i got with a girl and i was with a girl for like two years i'm not with her anymore but i was with a girl that was born molested when she was younger uh raped when she was in college um and she just had like a raw deal like i, I really loved this girl um and she had like major mental like diagnosed mental issues like you know bipolar and fucking whatever the fuck you know what i'm saying and 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 it really like being in love with that girl really opened my eyes to a lot of shit like damn 
that shit is like really foul. Like even molesting the kid when they're young, that like takes away their whole life. You know what I'm saying? Like you give, you don't even give the kid a chance to succeed. That's mad. Like besides the fact that it's foul and it's disgusting, um, it's very like selfish of the person that did it too. You know what I'm saying? Like your sexual desires want like has has ruined a fucking life. And even if it's not like putting the dick in or something like, that, even if you're like even touching somebody, that shit is so foul. And now that my eyes are open to it, man, if, if any of that shit goes on around me and, and well, it has never gone on around me, but if it had, even if I don't know the person, like even she's my girl used to tell me, yo, I, I was on the train, some dude pulled out his dick. And that makes me even that, you know, I don't take the train, but that shit makes me sick to the point where if I see somebody doing it, even to somebody I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I would step in and do something about it because my it's like a whole world had been open to 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 a to a part that I, I didn't pay attention to and or that I took lightly of. You know what I'm saying? And, and and once it was open it was like really like, man, this is fucking foul. So I wanted to give a mouthpiece to the people that 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 have gone through that. And I, and a lot of people have gone through that shit. You know what I'm saying? The more you talk about it and, and, and speak with friends and family and that shit is kind of like, it's more normal than the people would expect or that I would have expected. And I'm like, damn, this shit really happens a lot. So I wanted to speak on it, man. And, and you know, like I don't, in, in real life, I don't hold my tongue. If I see, if I see something, I say something like in any situation, you know, if I if fucking, like I was hanging out with this girl this weekend, bitch had the, had dirty fingernails. I was like, yo, homie, your fingernails are fucking filthy. Go wash your fucking hands. Shit disgusts me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's just how I am. So like, if, 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 I, I wanted to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? And Gorilla Monsoon, I also wanted to show, like at this point in my career, people know I could rap. Like I could go to any radio station. I could body the freestyle. But how many times, you know, that's not a career sustainable. I know that I'm an artist and I know that I can make music, but the casual fans who might see my freestyles on, on YouTube might not know that. So I wanted to convey the message with Gorilla Monsoon. Like, like this album is not about me rapping, even though there's joints on it that I'm, I'm rapping, rapping, but this was to, to, to show like, yo, I could make songs. That's what this is about. I'm, an album is about songs. It's not about two minute, one verse, fucking song like fucking throw a beat on i'm gonna throw a random acapella over a fucking beat it's not about that and, and me personally i don't want to hear that you know what i'm saying so i i fucking put my heart into this shit you know what i'm saying and i hadn't dropped the album in a long time so i was like this, this is the right time you know what i'm saying the merch shit was going good i had a lot of eyes on me with that and i just wanted to fucking you know Show that like this is this is my coming out, you know what I'm saying? This is this is for y'all that that maybe has slept on what I do with this rap shit to know that like whoever you put me in next to, like whatever level you put me at in your mind with other MCs, I'm better than all of them. You know what I'm saying? So that's just to let people know I'm out here. No doubt, Yo, Nems. I think you just started the interview, man, with the, with that incredible response. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's get it started, man. Let's do it. And I think you know. When you look at a song like Token of My Affection, I think what's so empowering about a song like that too is that you don't always hear songs like that in hip hop, but also we know that survivors of sexual assault don't always report 
the assault for fear of not being yeah. believed or, or how it's going to be, how they'll be perceived by other people. So like, we know that like a lot more people experience sexual assault than actually report it or talk about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause a lot of times it's people's family members, you know what I'm saying? And, or, or they're scared or like, you know, or it's getting, listen, when I, I don't have any kids right now, but when I do have kids, man, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure they know, like, yo, anybody ever does anything to you, you, you let me know the second it happens. Like, my mom did that with me, too. My mom would let me, like, always let me know, like, yo, because my father died when I was four, so it was just really me and my mom. So she, but she always let me know, like, yo, listen, anything happens, you know what I'm saying? You tell me, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't, don't hold your tongue. You let me know. And I've always, you know, thank God nothing had happened to me. But, I, you know. I'm going to let my kids know, like, yo, listen, don't, don't ever not say nothing. That's not the way to go about it. Nobody's going to do nothing to you, straight up. And I think that whole perception is just changing throughout culture in general. But I think it's so important because in hip-hop, we don't get that message a lot. So, I mean, putting that message out there, I think, is such a great thing to do. Yeah, and, and I look at it like a lot of people um, look at me as ignorant, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I do shit ignorant. Like it's 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 a it's it's not an act, but it is an act. You know what I'm saying? Like because when it really comes down, like yeah, that's really me. I joke around. People know I'm joking. I'm not like the most ignorant person, but I'm not stupid. You know what I'm saying? And people that hear my music might think I'm ignorant, stupid, but I have to let them know. So so people of my you know fans that listen to me might be you know, same type of rah-rah type people, but I, I, you got to let them know sometimes too, like, yo, these are real issues and like, yo, we don't stand by none of that, none of that taking advantage of women and we don't, we don't do that, you know what I'm saying? You might, you might hear my music and think I'm, 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 I'm okay with being a dick to women and, and, and look, even, even in my past rhymes, like I used to, you know, I, I, I bring up rape and joking, man, I'll rape your mother and all of that and like, you know, the battle shit when I was doing that, but, like, the real deal is I don't stand with none of that shit. And now I don't even say that type of shit in my raps no more. Because once my eyes was open, it seemed like, yo, this ain't something that you joke around with. You know what I'm saying? Even on that level. Um, you know, and now, you know, women's shit is coming into play and all of that. The, the, you know, we're, we're in a new age, man. And yeah. it's, and, 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 I, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it, man. Like, women are just as important as men, man. Like, they're not second-class citizens, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not... The most important people in my life are women. The ones I'm closest to in my life are women. So you have, we really have to step back and think about that shit. And I think what we're going to find too, even just when I go back to like older mixtapes, you go back to like the the 2000s, you know, there's a lot of music that's not going to age well over the years. Like it's it's definitely a sign of the times and a sign of how culture has shifted since then. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. You're absolutely right. And, you know, what I love about Gorilla Monsoon and what you're doing here is is you have that classic NEMS vibe. But, like, I feel like in the past, you would get personal. Like, if you go through skinny NEMS, um, the different volumes, you'll find those deep moments. But it's like glimpses. But I yeah. feel like on Gorilla Monsoon, you're actually dedicating a lot larger space to being personal and letting people know like who you are behind NEMS that, that like, like you said, like you do the ignorant stuff, the battle rap, the, just the straight bars, like really well, 
but you're also giving us that other dimension here. Yeah, that's 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 back to um, I knew. See, I knew with Gorilla Monsoon. See, when I started doing Gorilla Monsoon, it was just gonna be an EP, and I was gonna work on this album called Alpha, and that was gonna be like the real like coming out shit. But as it just so happened, this dude Jasoon who made all the beats on it just kept feeding me fire and shit that evoked emotion out of me. Um, and 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 Gorilla Monsoon just became like it became my main focus so with that i wanted i knew it was going to be like sort of like a re-emergence of me like i didn't really go nowhere like i still was doing freestyles on radio shows i still was doing features i was doing the instagram freestyles every week you know what i'm saying so it wasn't like i went anywhere but musically i hadn't dropped anything for a while and i did that purposely because i wanted to just focus on getting the merchandise popping and getting the brand popping as you know like on a regular basis and and just finding um good materials and all that's all that took up a lot of my focus but and i didn't rush the gorilla i knew it was going to be a reemergence. so i wanted to like i was like yo i know there's going to be a lot of new eyes on me right now so let me just start over let's let's take this 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 opportunity to just start over like back then all the other mixtapes and all of that that I had, yeah, that was just, you know, that was Nems. That was skinny Nems. That was regular Nems. Now we're starting the, the era of gorilla Nems. You know what I'm saying? I almost felt like I was a new artist. So I wanted to just, like, tell my story for those that didn't know because I knew I had a core fan base and I knew Gorilla Monsoon was going was gonna, to, you know, they was going to love that. But I also wanted to cater to a new audience but still in that same Gorilla Nems or Nems feel, you know what I'm saying? But I, I wanted to tell my story over in a, in a complete body of work instead of, like you said, just like glimpses of it. Now, I wanted, I wanted you to get the full picture of, of, of me as a person, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I feel like, you know, that I, I was successful with that and the response has been great. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, I like to how the album came together with jazz soon where it seemed like a really organic process like you said you know he just kept sending beats and do you think it was part of partly that organic process that allowed you to be more free with what you talked about and be more willing to talk about stuff as this project kind of started to take shape uh yeah i mean yeah because the first couple of joints i did that he sent me was like um the shit with Conway, where you know me from, Garbage, and Tim Boots. Those are like the first couple joints I did. So those were just me rapping, rap, you know, me rapping joints. But then he started sending me joints when, when I was like, yo, his name is Frank. You know what I'm saying? His real name. So I call him Frank. So I was like, yo, Frank, listen, man, just this is what we're going to do. We're going to make this the main priority. And uh, and we're going to make this an album. And this shit is going to be fire. And um, I wanted to give him an opportunity, too, because I had known of Jasun and I had known him. Not like I didn't really hang out with him like that, but we knew people from from the same he's from Brooklyn, you know what I'm saying? He knows people I know, vice versa. Um I, I knew he was dope. And he was making beat tapes and CDs of just his beats for a while. And he had sent me some beats. I knew his shit was fire. Um and I knew nobody really fucking knew of him. But I didn't care about that. Like like social media doesn't dictate who I think is dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew he was dope, and that was dope enough. Like, I didn't need to go on his Instagram and see that 
he had thousands or millions or fo- whatever followers. Nah, this kid is just, this dude is just dope. And he's authentic. It's not like, it's not no fake shit. That's really him. So I was like, man, this is, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? I, I want to work with dope people. I don't want to work with people who who have a following and a fake dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to work with authentic people just like myself. No, I, I think that's awesome. And as you know, as you're putting this together, you're still doing other stuff. Like you just rocked with Onyx, you know, working with Scram on the Beast Music compilation, you know, doing the radio freestyles. How do you balance working on a project and, and promoting the project while also, you know, making sure you save some 16s for, for the features? Uh, man, I just do it as they come. Like my, I'm mad backed up on features right now too, but I put the, 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 the people with Nick, like Onyx, they sent me the snow Ghoul sent me that man. And I was like, this is fucking Onyx. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't care what they doing now. I know that when shut Em down came out, that shut them down. is like in my top, 10 albums of all time, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that album word for word. Sticky Fingers is probably one of my top influences of me coming up as a rapper. You know what I'm saying? So that was like a fucking honor to be on that shit. Um, so as soon as that came in and they gave me the concept, like Robin Hip Hop, I was like, shit, this is right up my alley. But I also wanted to pay homage to them. That's why, like, almost every four bars is like an Onyx reference in that song. Um, I love that song is fire. Um, yeah, but, it's incredible. But, but thank you. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I kind of like try to, I, I tend to write shit on the spot now. Like I don't really have time, but I used to be able to just, I used to have the free time to just write raps whenever I wanted. And now, oh, like every second of my fucking life is like taken up. Like I, I, I bought a house. I own a house. I got a fucking regular job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a fucking garbage man from in the fucking mornings. I fucking, I fucking, um, I'm, I, I gotta, I move, I gotta deliver this merch. I gotta pack orders, ship them to fucking Japan, Australia. Fucking, I gotta hit the studio. I, so, so with the scram shit, what do we do is I go to his crib once a week and I just record a joint. So he might make the beat on the spot or he may have something already cooked up but i write the shit right there on the spot static i'm doing an album with static selected tool that's we like five six joints in static is my man though so whenever i fucking go to the studio we might not even work on that we might just sit there and fucking talk and bullshit um but we working on that too um me and Ill bill our album is fucking done already we already wow. got a fucking deal in, we already got a deal in place um i think we got to do like we got to like tie up loose ends, put some verses here and there, fucking add some fucking skits or something. But we're already working on getting all work ready and everything. We're probably going to drop that around March or April. It's called uh, the Gorilla Twins. Um, that shit been done for like two years, bro. But Bill be touring, then he comes back, then I'll be doing something. So our schedule's just... Or he'll be dropping Heavy Metal Kings or Lakoka or Nonfiction. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So he he's constantly busy with that or his release schedule that I was doing, Gorilla Monsoon. But that's coming out uh, early next year. Um, and then I just linked with Vinny Idol from D-Block. He just gave me a bunch of beats. So we're going to start working on that too. Um, so yeah, all that time that I took off, I took off like a year, two years with the merch shit. So now I'm just getting back into the swing of things. What I, what I did with the merch, now I'm going to do with the music. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm my hustle is like fully, it's, I'm, I'm on go right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to make this shit happen. 
I mean, I think that's that's awesome. And I, you know, looking at how you've worked with Ghostface Killer in the past and Onyx, I mean, what do you consider to be some of your coolest moments so far? And I know you still got a long ways to go, but like, what really stands out is you know, like those milestones. I mean, shit like, I mean, the shit like that stands out to me. Like, my peers is cool. Like, like the the, the dudes that that's coming up like me. Or like, you know, that I do joints, you know, I got joints with Benny that we, we did that in the studio together. You know what I'm saying? Like fucking there's other joints. That's cool. That's cool with me. But what really motivates me and uh, what I really like is the shit like the Ghostface shit or the Onyx shit like that. Or the shit, even on Ghostface shit, it's me and Cool G Rap on Ghostface album. Ghost ain't even on it. That shit is crazy to me. Um, shit like that really like when I sit back and, and, and analyze shit or you know, because in my mind, in my mind, it's just like, it's, I'm never really, I haven't really reached my full potential. So in my mind, I'm still like, a, I treat myself like an up-and-coming artist. You know what I'm saying? But as I'm out in the streets, man, people always recognize me nowadays, especially in New York. Or wherever I go, when I'm in Boston, people know who I am. And that shit still blows my mind. Because in my mind, I still treat myself and I still grind like I'm an like I'm a, like I'm an up and coming artist that's, that hasn't accomplished nothing. But when I sit back and think like, damn, I'm, I did this, I did that, and it, it, it really like, I'm like yo, that's that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm constantly on go, so I don't sit sit and think about like I don't dwell on the past too much. I'm just constantly focused on what's 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 coming up. And uh, sometimes when I sit and look back at that type of shit, I'm like, damn. I think it get a lot a lot accomplished this year. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't stop and smell the roses. I just keep going. But uh, that's the type of shit that that onyx shit and the ghost face shit. That's the shit I really love because they, without them, I, I'd be I would be a totally different artist. You know what I'm saying? So to do shit with them and then when 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 you meet them, and they show me love like ghost face show me mad love. Fucking Fredro called me the other day and was like, yo. Fredro was like, yo, yo, Nims, that feature you gave us is, I think, the best feature of anything, of the best feature we ever got. Now, listen, like, Onyx got joints with my my all-time favorite, Big Pun. One of my other favorites, DMX. They got joints for 50 Cent. They got joints, they got joints with everybody. So for Fredro to tell me, yo, look, that was the best feature we ever got, that shit was crazy to me. That That type of shit keeps me going. That shit blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you might as well just retire, right? Because, I mean, what, like, yeah, that's right? a, that's <laughs> such an incredible compliment right there. Absolutely. And, you know, congratulations, too, on 10 years of sobriety. You know, with you talking about how you're always on the go and really focused, I mean, how much do you attribute that to your sobriety? Everything. everything. My sobriety um, is everything, bro. Without that, without me being clean, Bro, none of this shit would be able to be accomplished. I'm I'm sitting in the living room of my own house right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I live alone, and I got a fucking a fucking three bedroom house. One of my fucking bedrooms is a walk-in closet. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm like I'm living the life right now. Like none of that shit would be like fuck rap. Like I'm succeeding in 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 actual life. You know what I'm saying? Like and without me being clean, none of that is possible because when I'm when I'm using drugs. I'm not just smoking weed, man. I'm doing everything. I, I mean, I'm not smoking. I didn't smoke crack. I didn't shoot needles. You know what I'm saying? But I was a garbage head, man. Like, I was doing everything. 
and and it wasn't just one. Like one was never enough. I always like I would wait. I by the end of my using, I had a fucking three four hundred dollar a day habit, and I would wake up every morning broke. You know what I'm saying? So I would have to go out there and rob people and do all types of crazy shit, putting my life in danger. Every I had given up on the rap shit, bro. I was I had a I was dealing with shady records and they stopped returning my calls and it just came to a point where I was sleeping in a staircase and I was sleeping in on on the lifeguard chairs in Coney Island in the wintertime, you know what I'm saying? Like I was a fucking bum. So without if I if I didn't make the decision to stop using drugs None of this shit would have been possible. The rap shit, I probably wouldn't even be rapping no more. And to be honest, if I would have kept doing drugs, I would have been dead. I'd be dead right now, or I'd be in jail for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? And and I would have been a fucking like one of those fucking you know ball players that are, the, are better than Jordan, but just never made it because of their lifestyle choices. So I knew that. Like when I, I I had like a moment of clarity, man. Like I had like a moment of clarity where it just was like I saw light from the outside in, and and I told myself like, yo, I could keep going like this and be dead or in jail by thirty, or I could stop right now and live my dreams. And the next day, I begged my mother. I was like, yo, ma, I really want to make a change. Please let me stay with you. She opened her doors. Let me stay with her. And I just never looked back from there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've been to mad rehabs. I've been to mad detoxes. I've been to jails. I've been to churches, people praying over me. None of that shit worked. None of that shit worked because I didn't want it for myself. But when I actually made the decision to want it and make it and put in the effort to want it for myself, I didn't go nowhere. I didn't go nowhere. I didn't go to rehab. I didn't go nothing. I just stopped. I went through fucking physical changes. I went through physical pain. But I knew that there was a light at the end of the tunnel. And I ain't looked back since. You know what I'm saying? And now, 10 years later, I'm fucking... I got a pop-up shop on fucking wheels. You know what I'm saying? I got the fucking latest truck out. My shit is tricked out in my own house. It wouldn't be none of that without me being clean. It wouldn't be no rap shit. And all the shit I just mentioned had nothing to do with rap. You know what I'm saying? The rap is just an added bonus now. Now I'm actually being able to live my dreams. None of that would be possible without me getting clean. None of it. None of it. So that's that has to be the most important thing on a daily basis. And being, you know, just just around, you know, people, you know, where you know might be smoking weed or drinking in the studio. Is there ever any temptations to go back? Nah, that shit don't bother me at all, man. Because I know what I want. Like I know what I want out of life, and I know that's not the pat the the, the process to get it. Me personally. Can't speak on nobody else. Everybody makes their own decisions. So that's why, I, but I'm in this too. I'm not one of these people that be like, oh, you can't smoke around me. Oh, you can't drink around me. Nah, I'm not a fucking vibe killer. You know what I'm saying? Yo, do you. Do your vibes. Do your fucking party how you want. Live your life how you want. I'm, I'm, I'm not nobody to tell you nothing different. I just know for me, what I want, it, it doesn't, like, weed is a hindrance. Alcohol is a hindrance. I got a fucking, uh, my house, it was already in there when I bought it. I got a fucking wine, a wine refrigerator. This shit is filled with alcohol right now. So when people come over, if people want to come over and drink, yeah, drink on me. I don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? That shit is, I don't even look at that shit. Like, that shit, it doesn't tempt, it's not a temptation because I know what I want out of life, man. And that shit is not going to do nothing for me. 
when my cousins passed, my cousins got killed. That was the lowest time in my life. Using drugs or drinking wasn't even a thought in my mind because that shit don't accomplish nothing for me. That's just not going to do nothing but make the problems worse. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just real thankful um, and grateful that, that I don't have the obsession to use drugs anymore. That shit has been lifted from me. And, uh, I mean, like, that's one of the greatest things that I could have asked for, man. Like, every day, waking up and not needing a drug to be in my system to function is a successful day to me. So everything else that comes after that is a blessing, and it's just an added bonus. That's how I look at it. That's a great perspective, and definitely my condolences to you and your family on the passing of your cousin, too. Thank you. It's two of them. It wasn't just one. It was two of them. Two of them the same day. Both of them got killed the same night. It wow. fucked me up, man. Still fucks me up. Still fucks me up. One of my one of them his birthday is this Sunday, man. We're all gonna get together. I still it's just still don't feel real, man. And to be honest, sometimes I don't need like I was having the best year of my life, bro. Like musically. Like like mu like career wise, this year has been the best year for me. Like, Gorilla Monsoon came out May 31st. I was on a fucking high this whole summer. The whole summer. In the beginning, when the summer started ending, like August, the beginning of August, I was like, yo, once this summer ends, this is the best summer I ever had in my life. Like, I don't I don't, I don't, don't put um, titles on shit. Like, oh, this summer's going to be lit. Nah, I just took life. But when I, looked, when I was looking at it, I was like, yo, this summer been lit. I've been, I performed in Puerto Rico. I performed in Chicago. I performed in fucking uh, in the Netherlands. I went on tour. I went to fucking, you know, I did it. And, like, the album was doing fucking great. Hit number 10 on iTunes. And, you know, like, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not on a fucking label. I got distribution, yeah, but I'm not on no label. I don't have no major backing. So for my shit to hit number 10, shit, that's crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... I was having the best summer, and then August 20th, at the end of August, I was in the studio with Matthew Ragazzino doing a joint that's, that's about to come out. I laid my verse, and my, my, one of my other cousins called me and was like, yo, Ricky and Joseph just got shot. And in my mind, I'm like, nah, you know, those, those, those two were my best friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, they were with me everywhere. If you look back on my Instagram, it's not like a front because they passed and, you know, like, people front, like, yeah, I was really with them. No, you could go back on my Instagram and see they was with me all the time. You know what I'm saying? They was with me at shows. Like, my cousin Ricky was just on, he did 12 years. He'd been home for, like, three years. He was everywhere with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was on stage with me everywhere. Every show I had, you know what I'm saying? They was everywhere with me. When I didn't have nothing to do, I would just go and hang out with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they were brothers, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I left it. I ran right out the studio. I went straight to the hospital. And by the time I got to the hospital, both of them was dead. And um, I, I didn't expect none of that, man. Like, that, like they were invincible to me. They were, they were, they were my two protectors. Those were my, those were my shooters. Those were my fucking. Besides, like friends you grow up with, or or you meet them at some point in life. No, these are my two first cousins like so from the second i was born my older cousin ricky was already there from day one that's literal day day one and then my other cousin joseph who was younger than me from his birth i was there 
Like these are not just like friends. These are like friends you see on certain times. No, this is family like that. We're actually my friends. We're, we're at every family party we were together, every party, every show, every fucking studio session. They were just with me all the time. So it went from having, like, there's some people in your life that you know, no matter what, whether you right, wrong, whatever, that they go, they're going to fight with you and they're going to go down with you no matter what. You don't got to even think about it. You know that no matter what, they're going to be there with you. And and to lose one of them would have been devastating. But to lose two of them is, like, debilitating, bro. Like, I really don't even, I don't want to go to shows right now. I don't want to fucking be friends with nobody. I don't even go to Coney Island no more. Like, the house I bought is in Staten Island. I'm not in Coney Island no more. I don't even go to Coney Island to visit. I'm so disgusted with the hood that I call, that I'm saying I'm the mayor of. I don't even want to be over there right now. I go there like once a week just to meet people for my merch shit. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, I stay the fuck away from there. Like, I'm still going through it. Like, this shit hasn't even been two months yet. You know what I'm saying? It's been less than two months that this shit happened. And every day I cry. Every day I cry. Every all my cousins post and their their their, their baby mothers post them on. So every time I go on Instagram, I see pictures of them and this. And I got that. It it still don't feel real, man. It still don't feel real. And that shit just. Uh, I was having a great year, great. Year. I was having a year of my life. Bought a house, fucking. I put out fucking arguably album of the year, and I don't even say shit like that. You know what I'm saying, but just from shit that I be seeing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that just like it went from an extreme high, the highest, the 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 best year of my life, to the fucking worst year of my life, all in a matter of like a couple weeks. So like, I'm lucky I don't have I'm not like I'm, I, I don't have mental issues, but after this happened, I understand how people get that shit because I'm not a person that gets depressed and shit like that, but I can see how people do now. Like, I understand that shit now. Because there's been days that I just was like, I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to go nowhere. I don't want to, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to go out because I don't have my two best friends, my two protectors around me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I used to wear my fucking $60,000 Audemars with my fucking $40,000 chain and not have no gun on me. I knew my cousins was there, and they was holding me down. And now they not there no more. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm leery of everybody that's around me. And it's just like, it's, it's just a fucking horrible situation, man, that is just like, still don't feel real. Sucks. Sucks. So it's like bittersweet. This Gabriel Lamar's full shit was bittersweet. You know what I'm saying? Because now I look back on fucking... Um, the release party I had on the train, on the F train, and they was both there in the video. Uh, I look back on shows that I did at SOBs like a, like a week or two before my cousin died, and he's there on stage with me, laughing, joking. Shit hurts. Shit hurts, bro. So it's just like, I don't know. I'm just like in a fucking weird place. Like, I'm in a good place musically, like career-wise, but mentally, you know, I'm always going to be good mentally. I'm strong-minded mentally, but it's still, I'm still... You know, very, 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 very hurt over that shit. 
Yeah, no, I would I would imagine too like that that's something that will probably never go away no matter what. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I don't I don't see it like I definitely don't see that shit going away anytime. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna be with me forever. I got them on my, my fucking arms now. Got a chain of them, you know what I'm saying? Like which which is crazy. Cause the day I got the tattoo was like the week before I was out at this at the strip club. I got paid to make an appearance at some strip club. And they was and, and one of them was with me. And I was like, yo, a week ago, we was partying, laughing, and a week later I got this nigga's fucking face on my arm. Shit is crazy. Shit is crazy. I look at life totally different now. I bet. You know, thinking about how other people look at you too, I mean, I think through your, you know, your message of sobriety and, and how you've talked about your struggles, you know, I've seen tributes that fans have given you and, and messages um, that have been public and that fans have really been able to find your music as something that helps them with their, their own demons and their own struggles and helps them overcome it. So what does it mean to you? You know, I know you're in a lot of pain with what, with what you've gone through, but also seeing that your message and what you've been through and just being so open and honest about it is helping others conquer their own demons. It makes it worth it, man. It makes it, it makes it, uh, it makes this music shit worth doing. Because like, like yeah, the songs are cool, like like the rapping shit. You know what I'm saying? Like me, just rapping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, I'm fucking this and that. You know, I fuck bitches. I smack your mother. Yeah, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, the real songs, the real songs like fucking leave me alone, and my own worst enemy and shit like that. Those those shits is timeless. Like it don't matter. That gorilla, or, or, or it don't matter. President Day came out in 2010. You can still hear my own worst enemy and relate with them same feelings today. It don't matter that "Fuck Your Love" came out in 2012. That song to my mother called "I Got You." you know what I'm saying that's that that shit is timeless. You can play that for your mother every Mother's Day. Some dude told me his mother was going through cancer, and he played that for her, and that was that became their song. You know what I'm saying? Like their go-to song, and then she beat cancer, and he still plays that, and that's that's still their go-to song. So shit like that is timeless. You can't put on fucking fucking uh, 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 Tim Boots and 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 fucking you know be, that become your song with your mother. You know what I'm saying? Like for a lifetime. That's that's what makes doing music worth it. Those type of joints, and and um. My whole life, I looked at vulnerability as a weakness. But nah, vulnerability makes you strong. When you when you put that out, because everybody has feelings. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has feelings. So when you push shit out like that, that's the realest shit. People respect that. And people love that shit. And that's why I've, I have people with my fucking face tatted on their fucking flesh or my name tatted on them because they know. They know that, like, yeah, yeah, there's an ignorant side of me, yeah, just like everybody else. But there's also a real side of me that's like, you know, I'm a regular person. I told you, I got a regular job. People see me working that shit. People, the other day, dude, see me throwing out the garbage. I was like, yo, you nims? I was like, nah. Now I looked at him again. I was like, yo, fuck your life, nigga. And nigga went crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, yo, listen, I'm a regular person, man. Like, what'd you think? I'm not out here trying to front. 
Now they're trying to front like, yeah, I'm the man. I'm a millionaire for rap. No, I broke a regular fucking job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, 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 I'm the everyday person, man. I'm a blue collar person, just like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? And I, and when you front, that's when you get exposed. When you front and you act like you're something you're not, that's when people expose you. If I put everything out there up front, you can't expose me. You know what I'm saying? You can't because I already said I already put it out there. So it is what it is. Like and and me having that job, shit, that made one of my the best crowd crowd participation songs in my career, which is garbage. I can go in front of every any crowd, even if they don't know me, by the end of garbage, they're gonna be saying garbage. Your SoundCloud is garbage. Linking your bio is garbage. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been every wherever I go, even if Static Selector brings me out or Ill Bill brings me out or whoever, I do that one song. You know what I'm saying? And people by the end of that, they fuck with me and they fuck with that. I wouldn't have made that song if I wasn't a garbage man. You know what I'm saying? It's just me working on my route one day and being like, yo, this fucking job is garbage. Me having to have a job is garbage. Fucking, but, you know, life imitates art, man. That's incredible. So everything I, happens for a reason. And I had no idea that was your nine to five or that you even yeah, had a nine to five. Yeah, nah, I keep, uh, I, I keep it off social media. You know what I'm saying? But only because I be doing mad stupid shit on my gram and I don't want to, I don't want to like, like get in trouble, get get in trouble with the job. I just keep my, per I don't put nothing personal to the, to the, to, to the most extent on, on my social media. My social media is strictly for music. If I didn't have music, if I didn't do music, I probably wouldn't have social media. You know what I'm saying? So my personal life is my personal life. That's nobody else's business. But if you came up and asked me, yo, Nims, how you bought that house? Or how you do this? Like, I got a regular job, bro. You know what I'm saying? But the job I got just so happens to work perfectly with my schedule. It's unlimited sick days. I fucking work from six in the morning to fucking like one in the afternoon. So in that time, I would be sleeping. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, but I don't like to, but one thing I don't do is I don't let the job dictate my life. So if I got to go out and do a show, I'll stay out. So whatever time I have to, and then I go straight to work. And then after work, I go home, take a nap or whatever, you know what I'm saying, and get my little rest. But I don't let the job, I don't ever let the job be like, yo, I got to work tomorrow, so now nah, I can't do this show, or I can't go to fucking Miami next week because I got the job. No, I put the, the music shit comes first. I call out, you know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck. I call out real quick to go do some rap shit, you know what I'm saying? And everybody at my job knows me from rapping and, Everything is cool. Everybody knows my schedule. You know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't nothing. Even though I did get in trouble for that garbage video, man. I got suspended for 30 days. Why? Because I was in uniform, man. And I was using the truck logos, you know, and all of that. Yeah, yeah. So the job was like, it was like, nah, you can't do this, bro. You know what I'm saying? You can't fucking, can't, you can't, you can't, um, can't use our logos and all of that for your own personal shit. So I was like, all right, you know, you got me. You live and you learn. It wasn't like, you know, it is what it is. Because, look, I don't let anything define me. Like, my hustle is always on. So, like, if I didn't have that job, I would still be able to buy this house and support the same exact lifestyle that I live. 
because I hustle with the merch. You know what I'm saying? So I always, I don't let one thing make or break me. Like if I didn't have that job, if I got fired today from that job, I still would be good. I still would buy my chains. I still would have the latest fucking call. You know what I'm saying? Because my hustle is up. I know myself worth. You know what I'm saying? I got 40,000, 42,000 followers on Instagram. I make more money than people with fucking a million off of Instagram. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a website. I do everything off a of DM. Do you find, too, that having, having the 9 to 5? Because when I was writing for Hip Hop Game, when I was teaching, I found that you know, I wasn't reliant on the hip hop game check or selling ads on hip hop game to, you know, make my rent each month. And so I could be a little more selective. I didn't have to, you know, interview certain people because yeah. their publicist usually bought ads or because I, you know, I got to get traffic to the site. I got to do this. I could, I could kind of pick and choose what I actually wanted to cover. And absolutely. That's the best being able to have that type of freedom is fucking priceless, bro. It's priceless because it's just like, yo, listen, if I if I don't like if I don't like something, I'm just not gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? Like or, or if somebody's like, yo, um Nim, how much for a feature? And I tell them the price. A artist that don't have any other income is gonna be flexible. Like, yo, let's say I tell them two thousand, twenty five hundred for for a feature. But, oh, but I got I got seven hundred for you. All this that's thirsty for money is in there. Uh, okay, you know what I'm saying? Me, uh, I tell them uh, my price is my price. You don't like it, you ain't gotta fucking do it. And I'm just not gonna do it. Like 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 they've offered me shows, um, a lot of shows. Yo, we want you to come to fucking Sweden. We want you to come to fucking here, here, there. I'm like, yo, this is my price for the show. Oh, well, we we can't do that. We could do this. I'm like, I just won't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Because I look at it like I'm making a certain amount every weekend with the merch. So for me to leave and fucking and, and take a weekend off where I'm going to lose that 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 income, even though I'm not going to lose it because I still can ship the shit, um, but it got to be a set price that I want. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, when I did the Netherlands this summer, it was, I hated it, bro. They didn't have no fucking air conditioner in the hotel. Nowhere had wow. air conditioning out there. It was a fucking heat wave, and there was no air conditioning anywhere. I was like, bro, I'm never, I'm never coming back out here in the summertime ever again. Never, never. I was miserable. Everywhere I went, I was fucking sweating balls. I was out there for fucking like a week, bro. I was like, yo, why the fuck did I do this to myself? And I was by myself. Like, I went out there by myself. And I was like, yo, let me just go out there and get this quick bag real quick with these couple shows. And get the fuck out of there. But when I went, I was like, damn, bro. I should have just came out here, did like one or two shows for a day or two, and got the fuck out of here. Because there's no AC. I was tight. My room had a fan. When I went to the hotel and checked in, they were like, yeah, so you got a fan? I was like, fan? Where's the AC? They was like, yo, we don't, have, we don't have air conditioning. I was like, yo, you got to be fucking kidding me, bro. I'm a fucking 300 pounds, six foot four person. Like, I need air conditioning, bro. What the fuck do you think this is? That's wild. I mean, <laughs> and, and and once you're there, it's not like you can really go anywhere else. Like you're stuck. Yeah, you're stuck, bro. It's just, bro, this shit was horrible. She was. A, I, I had fun with the people out there. Yeah, it was cool, but just the fact that bro, I was sweating every profusely, bro. I was like, oh, get me out of here. 
So I bet everywhere you go now, man, that's going to be one of those questions you ask. Like, do you have AC before Yo, you come out? absolutely. Absolutely. I was talking with L. Bill. And, and and they was like, yo, if any pads, you don't go out there. You don't go out there during the summer months. Because they know already. You know what I'm saying? They know. Like, yo, there's no AC. But nobody, nobody's fucking told me that. Motherfuckers. Man, that's crazy. And, you know, looking at, like, you know, the music you make and the, the fan base, you know, you're you're growing. You really could be doing, you know, a ton of dates every year and, and doing you know, up and down the East Coast for a month or two and then going overseas for a month or two. I mean, how much do you want to do that versus just being home, doing the merch, doing the music and doing the nine to five and having that consistent schedule and, and really doing what you want? Um, It's like, a, yeah, it's like, a, um, it's like a balancing act. It's also a fight for me because there's also times where I'm like, you know what, man, fuck this nine to five, man, I could... I could be making mad more money with the merch. I could be doing these shows all over. Um, but it's like, this job is mad easy to do, bro. Like, it's mad easy. It's not like, it doesn't take any brain power to throw out fucking garbage. It's fucking 100000 a year over that, you know what I'm saying? Just off of that. Plus pension, plus benefits, plus fucking annuity. You know what I'm saying? All types of benefits for the future, so... You know, like, give or take. Like, give or take. You know what I'm saying? Some days I'm like, fuck this job. And some days I'm like, fuck, I'm glad I got it. You know what I'm saying? So, it just, you take the good with the bad. But I told you, it's unlimited sick days, bro. I can fucking, if it, if, if, I always looked at it like, yo, if the opportunity comes, like, because right now I get hit for spot shows. Like, yo, you want to do a couple dates out here, come out here for a week and do this. But it's not like a consistent tour. If there, if, there, if if something was came, came into my across my my table, with you know we got a six month long tour, and you're gonna make X amount of dollars, and then I weigh my options. If if ever that came though, I could I could easily take a a leave of absence from my job. It's not a problem. I could take up to a year leave of absence at my job anytime I want, and still have the same spot there for me waiting. So I always, that's always in the back of my mind, like, yo, if, if ever I want, if anything comes along of that nature, well, I'll just take a year, year leave of absence. And at the end of that year, if, 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 if it's worth it, I'll stay out. I'll, I'll quit. You know what I'm saying? If not, I could just go back to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is is that because of the union stuff too? I mean, how do you get those unlimited Man, sick bro, days? the fucking union, bro. The union is the best, bro. I can't imagine, bro, I, I, I pay like, they take their union dues every week, you know what I'm saying, out of my check. I happily pay that, you know what I'm saying, because without that union, bro, I would have been five years ago. You know what I'm saying, the union is really where it's at, man, for workers at least, you know what I'm saying, like I'm, I'm pro-union all the way, man. You can't give these fucking companies or the city fucking uh, that much power over you, man, because they'll fucking abuse you. So you need a union to hold you down. You know what I'm saying? All right, so that's part one. Check back next week. Part two is coming soon.